die transformatietafel word met trots geborg dier Maxflex Cables. You are listening to the Transformation Table. Where we talk about God's business. Welcome you by us again. We're excited and I'm glad that the message is going to be in English because I think, as usual, John, the message is going to be important. So thank you very much. Amen. Oh, thank you so much, uh, Menzo, and good morning to you, um, brothers. And um, we don't have sisters, but it's good. You know, um, God has blessed a man to take a leadership, and it's such an encouragement to see that you know, early in the morning as as men and men of God and children of God, um, we can put time apart and, and just to um, have conversation together about, you know, things that really are very close to the heart of God. So thank you so much. I've also been longing to be part of you. Um, but as um, Freak also uh, lamented this morning, uh, we've got a We've got a big, big challenge with load shedding, and sometimes um, it makes it very difficult for us to to connect. But yes, I want to agree with you, Menzo. I I really believe that um, God. We need to ask God for wisdom. I think uh, when we talk about the creation waiting in expectation for the revelation of the sons, we need to also define what that means. And in 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 especially in the times that we're living in, I really believe that God is um, gonna is gonna download um, innovative ideas in all these areas that we 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 experience challenges in 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 the medicine in a medicine world where um, you know scientists are struggling to find answers and cures. I really believe that uh, you know God is going to download that know-how and the intelligence um, unto His people, like in the days of Daniel and Josephs, and you know who built the uh, um, the storehouses, you know, out of the troubles that the world found itself in. But there was a man that you know had an open heart and god could download that wisdom and and that's what we need to pray for and that's what we need to trust god for because i believe if it is coming from you know the 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 heart the good heart of the children of god and those who knows their god um it will be for a um a, a greater good because we have experienced that you know these people that comes with these innovations. There's always an evil agenda behind. And, and we need to trust God and say, God, like you did with Daniels and Josephs and other um, uh, Patricks of faith, we need to trust God that God um, will endorn upon his children that necessary wisdom. So, yes, I, I agree with you. I, I believe the, the green South Africa is something that is very close to the heart of God. Um, uh, the 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 environment and the earth must be honored again, and perhaps God is allowing all of these things happening because God is restoring something um, on the earth. He's restoring his his you know the nature 
because the Bible also says the whole creation and the nature is also included in the whole creation. <laughs> it's not just uh, human beings, but also the environment. And 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 I, I like the way you put it. You know um, that uh, you know we need to we need to embrace the season. It's not easy. It's difficult, and I understand that some of people, some of us, we we will not be able to afford to put panels, but we really have to trust God that God will, you know, will provide because that's the way we need to go. We need to go green um, so that we can, um, the the earth can have its Sabbath. But yes, thank you so much. I just want to share with you um, this morning, just to encourage you this morning, brothers. Um, the Lord has really put in my heart um this scripture in in John 15 is about you know bearing our fruits and the process that is involved in 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 us bearing those fruits and i think this is actually the perfect time to to talk about how do we bear our fruits in brokenness broken but bearing fruits is it even possible if we look at the brokenness um, around us and everywhere? I mean, we've just spoken about the load shedding and there are so many other issues that are part of the brokenness in our country. And perhaps maybe even us, we're going through our own brokenness in our own way, in our journey, um, you know, brokenness in in terms of family issues, in terms of health, in, in terms of finances. But can we bear fruits in brokenness? Is brokenness providing an opportunity for us to be fruitful? And um, I remember uh, back in the years, um, I used to, to, to do evangelism on the farms and the farmers would um, invite me to come and share the word with the farm workers. And and one day I was driving up to a farm there in Rosendal. And as I was driving, um, it was during the, you know, the, the, the spring time. It was during the spring times when um, the trees are blossoming and it's beautiful. I mean, you can imagine how beautiful when we go into the spring. And I passed through this amazing tree, a fruit tree. And when I looked close, I saw that it was actually broken. It was barely um, hanging to the stem. But the amazing thing is that it blossomed. It was getting ready to bear its fruit. And, asked, and, and, and right there, the Lord spoke to me. The Holy Spirit spoke to me. And, and that's when the question came, can you bear fruit while going through brokenness? And, I mean, if you look at that picture of that fruit tree, one will think, yes, this is a very good excuse um, to suspend your fruit and say, hey, I'm just going through this difficult time. So God, you must understand you've actually put me into this predicament or allowed this, this predicament um, to, to happen to me. 
So this is an excuse for me not to to bear fruit. And 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 most of time I've seen a lot of people, even myself, going through that process where I withhold my truth because of brokenness. I withhold my truth, my 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 fruit because I'm going through pain. I'm going through a painful process in my life. And that's when the Lord challenged me and the Lord said, you need to change the way you look at brokenness. And he took me to John chapter 15, and we all know John chapter 15. I'm the true vine, and that is Jesus. And he says, my father is the gardener, and he cuts off every branch that does not produce fruit. So I want you to notice there, the first one is say he cuts. And, and as you go on, it says, and he prunes, he cuts and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit. So they will produce even more. So there are two processes here from what we have read from. The first one deals with a branch that does not bear fruit. It talks about a tree that is a branch that is connected to the vine, but it decided not to bear fruit. It, it, you know, this is for me um, the compromising branch, the branch that wants to bear fruit when it's convenient, the branch that wants to stand for the truth if it is not costly, um, the branch that wants to um, bear fruits if there's no sacrifice involved. This is a compromising branch. And he says, I do not have time for the branch that does not bear fruit. And I believe that this is also talking about playing church, and which is something that God has been dealing with me for a long time. And I had um, and Peter talking about the, you know, the church compromising on the holiness of God and the fear of the Lord, that we need to bring the fear of the Lord back in, in, in the church. And a lot of people are playing church. And playing church and religion is like a branch that is not bringing forth any fruit. And we all remember the fig tree. Um, when Jesus got to the fig tree and you know, he wanted to be pleased. He wanted to please himself. And there was no fruit. And he cursed the, the tree and said, you shall, you, shall, you shall wither. You will not be able, there will not be life in you. And, 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 and this is what we read. And it says, if you don't bear fruit, then you will be cut off. And, and I believe we're living in that time where God is weighing our fruitfulness. He's weighing the fruitfulness of our lives and our walk with him, even the church, the influence of the church. And, and I know I might be stepping on other people's toes, but I really believe that um, those who are caught up in the religion, they will find themselves disconnected from the vine. Because God is looking for branches that will bear fruits, that will influence, that will be the salt and the light and the salt of the world.
But as he continues, the second process is the pruning. He says those who bear fruits, the, the branches that bear fruits, he prunes. So there is a pruning um, process that we find ourselves in. And, and I believe even what is happening in South Africa um, is a pruning process for this nation. Because I truly believe that God's plan and purpose over South Africa um, is divine and God will never turn away from his plan with, with this nation. But perhaps we have to go through a pruning so that we can bear much fruit. But even in this um, brokenness that we find ourselves um, as children of God, can we bear more fruit? And I remember, in, in, in just to give a, a testimony of my life about being fruitful, um, when I left, when, when, when the Lord said I must leave the world of politics because it's got a new season for my life, um, I felt that, you know, when I move out of politics and I move into God's will, everything is, was just going to work fine. You know, everything was going to even be more better. But then I found myself through uh, the whole year going through a difficult time. Um, you're coming from a very big salary and all of a sudden um, you've got six children. All of a sudden there is nothing um, from a big salary to zero. So what do you do now? And that for me was a pruning season in my life. And I found, and I was sharing um, yesterday with um, a group of, of teachers down here in, in, in Moy River about the process of pruning, the same message that I'm sharing with you this morning. And I found that that was the best year of, of, of my life, even in my marriage. Because as I was going through that brokenness, I became even more fruitful because the, 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 the purpose of pruning is not to destroy, but is to build more capacity for more fruitfulness. And not just um, more fruitfulness, but quality fruit. Because if you prune a tree, um, you create an ability for that tree to produce a quality fruit. And, you know, when we went through that, um, I learned to be, to be more of a, of a father because I was present in my home. I could spend time with my children. I mean, you can imagine if you have six children, um, how many hours you need to spend with, uh, with each of those six children. And, you know, God gave me that uh, opportunity that I can spend with my children. I can spend time with my sons. I can speak into their lives. And, you know, I was able to, to, to work with my hands. I've never been able to use, you know, uh, nobody has ever taught me how to work with my hands instead in terms of building stuff, you know, and I had time to go into the YouTube and I built a beautiful marble for my for my wife. Um, I became the carpenter. I learned so much during that time. I, I I was able to paint my house. 
Uh, we bought a house. It was an old house. And I couldn't get to it to just paint the house and make it nice. And with the little provision that God was able to provide us, I was able myself to paint the whole house, just learning from YouTube how to prepare the walls and how to how to put how to put on the coat and how to you know how to choose the paint for for your house and 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 today you know every time when people drive across my house they say you know they refer it to a small beautiful house on the corner and that was because through that brokenness i became fruitful because uh, when God prunes us and takes us through, um, you know, it's like when the Bible says, uh, when, you, when your faith is tested, it produces um, 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 patience or, or endurance. And, and when that is perfect, um, you, there's nothing that is lacking from you. It's like, you know, it's the process of pruning where God is working in our hearts and God is you know, is cutting things that are not not uh, things that are unnecessary in our lives, things that are, you know, are holding us back from being fruitful for for the Lord. And I believe that we're living in the times that the Lord is saying, um, "I'm taking you through a pruning." Maybe in your own life, you know, there's a pruning that is happening in your own life, in your own business. There are challenges, and even with the you know, the, the load shedding, it brings a lot of challenges. But maybe the Lord is pushing us on that level because he wants to take us to the next level of our fruitfulness. Because the pruning is there for us to get into another level of our fruitfulness. And I believe um, we are living in the time where we're going to see much fruit coming out from the children of God in this time. Much, much fruit coming out from the church in this time and bringing solutions on another level. Because sometimes it is not easy to think on that level if you don't have anything that pushes you to think on that level. When that door, that financial door closed on my life, that situation pushed me to think differently, to think differently about family, but even to think differently about stewardship, because I remember we, me and my wife, we even had to take up a course on finances, you know, how to be um, uh, more careful about your finances, how to be a steward on your finance. We, we took the whole course during that time. And when we look back and at that year, at that pruning um, season in our lives, we can really be so grateful. And, and the most in, special thing that came out of that pruning season in our lives is that even do, uh, out of that season, uh, a new ministry was born, um, a family ministry was born where um, God opened a door for us to, to, to minister to other parents and to, to share the story and to share what we have learned in the process of, of, of working with our children and, and, and working the road with our kids. And, and it is an incredible ministry that is making so much impact, especially in Senegal, where my wife and myself are involved with parents that have never been learned, that they never learned how to be 
parent to their children because we are ministering in a, in a, in a, in a community where even young women are becoming mothers and there's nobody who's teaching them how to parent these children. And then you end up with a generation that um, doesn't have any mentorship, that doesn't have any, any uh, um, you know, a parent really just investing their time to raise up these kids. And that is the space that God has, 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 has pushed us in. But how did we come to that place? Is because of the pruning season that we had to go through. And I just want to encourage you this morning. Um, um, if there's any time that we need to be fruitful in our communities and in our in our nation, it is this time. This is the time that we need to rise and we must show our fruit. And I can promise you, it is only the fruit of the children of God that will turn things around in this country. So be encouraged wherever God has planted you. Uh, be fruitful where God has planted you. Whatever the challenges that uh, you might be facing, um, you know, don't withhold your fruit. Um, you know, when we are children of God, um, we don't speak like those who don't have hope. And um, it starts with your, your heart and it, it comes out of your mouth. You know, what you are professing over your own life, but what you also professing over the situations in your community. So during that, that um, uh, breaking time, uh, during that difficult time that we find ourselves, we must speak life, we must speak hope, because that's what the whole creation is, is waiting. That's what the world is waiting. They, people are hungry for hope, and they're looking for, for people that can become that hope to them. And I just felt this, just to encourage you, brothers, um, this morning. and. Uh, May the Lord bless you and increase your fruitfulness, your fruitfulness, and, and let that fruit be seen not only by, by God, but let it be seen by the world. Let the, law, let the world enjoy the fruit that comes out of your life. And may the Lord bless you. Thank you, John. What a powerful message. And, 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 and it almost, it almost uh, sounds simple. But it is actually very, it's a very big message. You know, while you were talking about the tree, uh, I've got a lemon tree on my, on my property when we moved here. And it was really an ugly tree. And it had these little, little dried little lemons. And I love, I love having a lemon with my meal. Yeah. But it was these little dry lemons that came out of the tree. And one day I decided, I, I don't know how to prune a tree. But I decided I need to, I just need to get close to the tree because it was so overgrown and bushy. Um, and I climbed in, I went and I uh, got some scissors and I pruned this tree severely. Yeah. And I'm sure the tree didn't enjoy it. But the next year, the tree was beautiful. And we have beautiful lemons coming from, from this tree. And in and, and, and my mind, when you're telling the story, I'm thinking, you know, pruning ourselves. And I was thinking, how must the tree feel? You take scissors and you cut your finger off or you cut your elbow off. You know, how, how does the physical manifestation of that pruning take place? But it is not the physical. It's not your finger because, and this is a picture I saw, um, because your reach 
should be further than your grasp. Right? So, when, when, when Freak, last time we met, Freak said, John, your message is important. I'm going to send you in equipment so that this message can come out in a better way. His reach was further than his grasp. He could reach and touch you, but his hand didn't get close to you. Right? So you, are, you, you have more limbs than just your two hands. You have limbs that can reach far <clears throat> and touch. Sometimes, you know, and, 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 and that's my problem, somebody would phone me and say, I need some help with uh, some technical information on this. And before I know it, in my mind, I am so involved in fixing their problem that I drop my own projects, you know. And I'm not go I didn't go there. I am sitting at my computer doing drawings or whatever and sending them information and spending time on the phone. And that needs to be pruned. I shouldn't be doing that because I need to firstly look after my home. Yeah. Uh, that's, so that's a pruning process. But also in the other side, if you if you grow branches, you know, and I'm not talking about uh, we always always joke that we would love to build uh, have an extra set of hands, you know, but you actually have a lot of hands because you can reach further than your than your grasp, and um, and I think that's that's what you that's that's a part of the message that you brought this morning, is that we need to encourage you know just encouraging someone, you know, phoning and say. You know, I just want to encourage you for today, uh, be blessed. Suddenly that person has been touched by you. You know, you they feel they feel that they can do it. Or, you know, your 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 sons, you can do it. All a son wants to hear from his dad is, you got it, you can do it. If your dad believes that you could do it, you know what? You're gonna be able to do it. It's as simple as that. Um, I enjoy the 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 you saying YouTube. You, you go on YouTube and you see how to do it. Exactly. That person that's sitting wherever, in America or wherever, that's teaching how to prune a tree or paint a house, has touched you without knowing that who John even is. You know, and that I think that is the, the, the important thing that we have to remember. Our reach should be further than our grasp. You know, our grasp is this distance. You know, you know you've, got, you've got an arm that's maybe a meter long or whatever. But your reach... Can be phenomenal. Excuse Peter, Yes, John, thank you very much. Uh, I think it was a wonderful message, especially in the times we are living in now. I mean, uh, I think that they all try to kill our fruit I mean, with all the stuff that's going on. But there's a wonderful uh, scripture in Jeremiah uh, 17, verse 7 and verse 8. The Lord says, my blessing is on those people who trust in me, who put their confidence in me. They will be like a tree planted near a stream, whose roots spread out toward the water. Yet it has nothing to fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no need to be concerned in a year of drought. It does not stop bearing fruit. Uh, even in a year of drought, it does not stop bearing fruit. So I think that is a wonderful uh, confirmation of your message. In English, they have a saying, necessity is the mother of invention. 
And there's just two facets about uh, John. Uh, thanks, John. That was a, a very uh, profound message. You know, the more we more we look at the so-called shallow things of God, the more we see how deep they are. And uh, but on this issue, the essence of pruning is to take a rose bush and make it look like a wine glass. You you don't prune the the outer edges; it's on the inside, in the heart of the thing, that you cut away everything that is blocking the sunlight and the air, the breath of God. And the sunlight speaks to me of the revelation of God. And so uh, there's an inside revealing of God and receiving his breath, his Ruach HaKodesh, his Holy Spirit uh, inspiration. And that is the essence of pruning. And so to come back to the, to the necessity is the mother of invention. Uh, we, we started this morning speaking about, um, uh, uh, solar panels and, and how guys are finding other ways to do things. My father-in-law was a, a very clever, very, well-trained motor mechanic, uh, specialist guy. And uh, if he didn't have a spanner, he made one. And uh, and that's what we're talking about. You talk about community upliftment. There's ideas that I am going to get that I can somehow apply them to somebody somewhere in the course of my life. And, uh, and it's just going to help them. And so... I was just reminded, John, while you're talking, of how many times do you see now a guy pushing a lawnmower down your street and he's got one or two buddies that have now latched onto him and the ones carrying the, the leaf blower and the others carrying the fork and, and off they go. And so now his necessity has uh, created a small business and he's, he's employed two people. And uh, so we go. So it, really this thing of bearing fruit, uh, I think all of us find that the thing that, that prevents us bearing fruit is we get too comfortable. And, uh, and so we've got to, God's got to take away. And, and interesting that he says the very areas that you are bearing fruit in. Those are the ones that he cuts back. So, uh, yeah, lots to think about. Thank you, Buddha. Got the uh, advantage here that we actually have a, uh, a man that loves his gardening with us. So, uh, Atman, tell us about pruning, please. You've, 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 you've mentioned it before. Yeah, I listen to you. Good morning, man. Maar ook donker nog hier bij ons, maar prijs die jaren daar is een lucht wat schijn. <laughs> ja, de tijd is mijn passie. Um, ik luister nou zo naar die pruning en zo aan te. En het is precies zoals uh, Pieter daar zei. Die vorming van hem, dat begint altijd in die middel. Je kan nog niet van die kanten af pruning. You cannot prune it from the sides. You need to cut it out in the middle. 
so that the wind can come through and not all other animals can make a nest there in the middle and so on. So I seems that the wind, it will be the Holy Spirit coming through our lives when we start to prune from, from the inside. And many times there is, uh, it is hurt and pain. I can remember when I did my first training in landscaping, they took us there to a farm in Stellenbosch. And firstly, they started us to learn you how to uh, prepare the soil. And soil, many, many people, they do not spend so much time in preparing the soil when they start a new garden. They just want to come and when they bought all these beautiful flowers and plants, they just want to make the garden. But we've spent a lot of time in preparing the soil. And in preparing the soil, um, you need to know how to take out the wheat. And basically, brothers, my my hands were bleeding because they took us in those sharp plants and stuff. But uh, after that bleeding, it made me a so much better gardener because I could... could walk into any garden and I will remember the basics because I was bleeding in my learning. And this is also how it works uh, spiritually. Sometimes with many tears, we go through things, but it is those very tears where we were pruned that will benefit the kingdom of God. And and, and, and many people can get saved and rescued, especially in our communities, by the things we went through. Um, John mentioned, uh, he have, even in his difficult time, that he had spent more time in growing his marriage. And that is how it worked, definitely, in, in, most, in most occasions of life. Even now, we learned to work with finances. When difficult times comes, you have the time to sit down and see how this does not work, this work. And you're staying near to God. And if God prunes, you adapt because you know it comes from the Father. And don't blame the devil, devil for anything that is not going your way. And look up and see how it's, it's Father's grace pruning me. And that is so special in, in our journey to adapt to every every kind of things in our life. Brother John, it was really, I, I came in late, but uh, uh, that's what I've heard. Thank you so much. I must say that um, I, I actually should have called Peter and, and Brother William just to, <laughs> to learn more about the pruning. Yes, I think you're making the whole message now. You uh, you 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 preach it better. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the YouTube again. I promise you, I'm gonna go back to the YouTube on this one. Um, I'm so blessed by, by by those those inputs, and especially people who knows how important it is to to really prune a tree and where to start. I didn't even know that you have to start you know, from the top and inside. So that's very interesting for me. So I'm going to, you, you've just given me something to grow my message now. So I'm going to preach it again in the church. It will be better. I promise, Freak. <laughs> <laughs> it, we, can, we can see why 
we can see why um, Angus talks about his Bible as his um, uh, uh, agricultural handbook, because uh, you know Atman just explained, you have to prepare the ground. You know, you have to. It will come with some pain preparing the ground, but if you don't do that first, it doesn't help planting into soil that is not good for for growing. You know, and 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 so on and so forth. So you can understand why um, I can understand why Angus calls his his um his Bible, his agricultural handbook, because that's where you that's where you learn. So, uh, but that's the beauty of the transformation table, John. We you we you know, the message gets brought in and then it expands, and that is, I believe, that's the way of how God does things. You know, it's a, it's expansion. You know, the word inspiration is a. I think it's one of those words when I hear inspiration, my my inside flares up. You know. This happiness because it's such a beautiful word, you know, inspiration, you know, the spirit in you. Um, and 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 then what happens after that? You know, the moment of inspiration, real inspiration. I'm not talking about that moment where you where you sit on your um, exercise bike or you decide you're gonna go for a run and you feel inspired and then you sit on the back onto the couch. I'm not talking about that inspiration. I'm talking about when you're really inspired and you and you get in, you know, boots and all, and 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 what you what your the inspiration is that you feel it gets done. Um, Anthony, I see your hand is up. Go for it. Good morning. Good morning. Um, brokenness and bearing fruit. Wow, something a concept I didn't think of, and then the Lord reminded me of of when when John died and he found out about it. He went and he wanted to go and but the people were harassing him and then he just started healing people. So that was bearing fruit in his brokenness. This was uh, amazing. Something else that I also, a few months back, I, I think someone told me, well, not someone, uh, something that I heard, is that not not every, every tree bears fruit at the same time, some bear fruits in a year, some bear fruits in five years. I heard the Brazilian nut tree bears fruit in 50 years. So, um, you know, I think uh, being pruned 50 years, <laughs> so that's a lot. But the fruit that you're going to bear, I think, will be the precious thing. Yes, it's what I was thinking of. Thank you, Anthony. Um, so true. Um a couple of years ago, I had the opportunity to go hunting with um, with some farmers from uh, from uh, Paul Petersburg area. You know where they've got uh, um, wood. Um, you know they plant trees for uh, wood harvesting, and it was such an interesting lesson in understanding business, because those guys are not living off the trees that they have planted. They are have, they are living i'm talking about the finances are coming in from the trees that their grandfather planted and they are the 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 labor that they are doing now you know planting new trees is won't be for their income it will be for their children and maybe their grandchildren and if we reprogram our minds to work that way can you imagine what would be the fruit where you're saying what I have is not something that I generated. It is something that my 
father and grandfather generated. It is, it's again a biblical principle. And what I'm doing now won't be for me, but will be for my children and my grandchildren. And that's, and I believe that's what we're living, the place that we're living in at the moment, John. And we are, we are so blessed to be in South Africa. You know, the challenges that we have. Can you imagine? You were living in Canada, right? It's boring, man. It's a boring place. We have challenges. We have beautiful things happening around us. You know, talking about um, inspiration. Day before yesterday, I wanted to go and you know, I'm on a mission because these these we're talking about the the the, the power, um, you know, solar and, and and so on, but. It is not only about having more, it's about using less. You have to, um, you have to, it doesn't help generating power. You have to also discipline yourself in using less. You know, you, uh, John, you, uh, you spoke about, um, uh, uh, you know, when, when, when you lost uh, your income, your big income, you had to re uh, look at your way of doing things. And one of the things you do when you get fiscal discipline, as you try and spend less. Um, any case, so the point is, yesterday I decided um, I've got an old fridge in the house that is using a lot of power. I need to buy something that uses less power. And I walked into the shop in a bad mood. You know, I was upset before I got into the shop. And the gentleman that helped me had such a great spirit. You know, he eventually, I left there um, spending more than I wanted. Uh, he's obviously a good salesman. But um, he, he inspired me to think a little bit out of the box and get out of my own mind where I was in a bad mood, you know, and start looking at, the, looking at what I needed to focus on. And, um, yeah, so, so, the, so the, 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 the thing is, your, your inspiration touches somebody else. And you mustn't let his brokenness... Uh, dampen your inspiration i don't know if that makes uh makes sense at all freak you're very quiet this morning no no no, no. i was waiting for for last uh, uh romans 12 verse 1 and 2 and this is the passion translation now the heading is the transforming power of the gospel speaking and uh, around the transformation table this morning beloved friends what should be what should be our proper response to god's marvelous mercies to surrender yourselves to god to be his sacred sacred living sacrifice and live in holiness experience all that delights his heart for this becomes your genuine expression of worship verse 2 Stop imitating the ideals, ideals and opinions of the culture around you. But be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. I discovered uh, a new harvest ground that was lying across the Otaniqua Mountains, lying, waiting for me to enter. To, there's a big harvest and it's ripe, but it's ground that is very fertile, but it's a hard ground. It's known as the Klenkarua. 
Now, if you stay on the seaside, on the uh, uh, seafront side, you here in George, it's beautiful. We have rain. It's beautiful. It's green. It's it's so beautiful. But when you go over the Antoniqua Mountain, and you start driving on the N9 towards Ochwering or Uniondale, it becomes dry. It becomes like a desert. But it's beautiful. It's a beautiful place. And out of the desert, I will bring water, says the Lord. I will bring forth for fruit. And uh, we were, there's five prisons in the Klankarua uh, area around where I stay. Close by, not close by. Well, the closest is less than an hour from me. That's Ochoering. The others is more than two hours or three hours away from me. So driving to Beaufort West will take me six hours to go and minister there for a morning. So, but um, I thank God that I'm in a position to do that. He provides for me to go and serve these people <coughs> and coach them and mentor them, disciple them. We've had a service this past Sunday morning at uh, 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 Lady Smith Correctional Center. That's known as a satellite unit. There's almost around 150 with the unsentenced guys, about 30 officials working there. And uh, I could see when we came there, we, we, we were so welcomed. And, 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 and as we entered the small prison, we ministered, and one of the guys that was with me gave his testimony of how he was a, a drug dealer, a drug lord, and, and how he was in prison, and he was part of the gangsters, the number, and how God saved him by his grace. But he was well known as a smuggler. And today, after the Lord saved him, he, he gave his testimony of how God blesses him. His wife took went actually to an official and she borrowed 700 rand from the official. And she came to him and she said to him, listen, I borrowed 700 rand from the official. That was after he was released from prison a few years ago. Uh, and she said to him, listen, I want you, uh, I don't, I hope you're not angry, but I borrowed it from him. And he said to her, okay, my wife, uh, it's good. Uh, thank you for respecting me, sharing it with me, but why did you borrow it? And she said, I, I believe we can start a business with this. And he said to her, what business? And she said, let's buy chicken and we sell it. We resell chicken. And they bought chicken, uh, raw chicken, and they started selling it in, in the community where they stay. And out of that, his testimony is even in lockdown, they were so blessed that his income was over 60,000 a month, 60,000 a month. And he shared with the guys how God blessed him. He bought his house, uh, almost a two million rand house, two cars. And when we, me and uh, one of the other guys went back yesterday to take, to, 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 to took the Bibles to the guys to take them Bibles. Now driving there back to my house, it's four hours drive. But I promised them on Sunday I will bring them Bibles. So we took it to them yesterday, and I could see the appreciation. You gave us a promise on Sunday morning, and you came back. You kept your promise was the first thing, keeping your word. That's what I always used to tell the guys at Manifani Word. Guys, we can't say we Manifani Word if we don't keep our word. 
You need to keep our word. Your yaws, your yaws, your knees, your knees. And one of the inmates, when I started giving out the Bible, I shared a word of encouragement with them. One of the inmates, actually his name is Henny, stopped me. And he said to me, it's very easy for you pastors and you people from the outside to come in here and tell us to change, get our lives sorted out, to rehabilitate, and then we go out of here and there's nothing waiting for us outside. And we have to go back to crime. We have to go back to uh, committing crime because it's better for us actually to be in prison. And that's the mindset in Romans 12 to telling us renew your mind, the way you think. That's part of repentance, the way you think about God, what you think about God, and what you think about what God thinks about you, and what God has got planned for you. And I heard his heart. He, he was, he was, actually because we always say when we finish with a service in the prison, they go back to the south and then they have church. They speak about what happened in the service. That's where the Lord actually works. And... Um, he said to me, he said, um, yeah, it's, it's, this guy comes here on Sunday and he tells us he's got this 1.9 million rand house, two cars that's paid off and all this stuff. Uh, and he's like, he was actually bragging in front of us. We, we can't do that. And I listened to him and I said to him the following, I said to him, listen, but can I ask you an honest question? He said, yes. I said, did you smuggle before you came to prison? He said, yes. I said, why did you smuggle? He said, drugs. I said, okay. The same with Fatty, he also smuggled drugs. Now you're telling me we don't give you something when you come out of here to, 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 to start to be a different person, make a new start. I said, but you were trained by the devil. You are an entrepreneur. You are a business and businessman because you take drugs from somebody, parcels or stock, and you resell it, and you need to take money and buy drugs again to resell. Is that not business? He said, yes, it is. I said, now, that's what funny that he started with chicken, not drugs, chicken. And the chicken, legal, business, not bringing him to prison, is blessing him now that he has fruit on the work that he does. He is blessed because of the work that he does. You are jealous because, and he actually said, yeah, then I must surely start to sell chicken. I said, yeah, I believe there's more people eating chicken than using drugs. And it's not going to bring you back to prison. But to see the, the, the need out there. And I always believe the need is the calling. Um, I really want you to pray with me today, this morning, and you listening to the podcast on the radio. There is, uh, 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 we are fortunate, God willing, to be sun, Saturday morning at Prince Albert. Now, that's also about two hours drive for me. At Prince Albert Correctional Center, and then Sunday morning we're going to bless the ladies in the Oxford female prison on Mother's Day. Uh, we are a big team that's going in there to minister, and there's going to uh, young girls dancing for them. There's going to be people singing for them and sharing the word, and we're going to give them something sweet to eat and uh, Bibles. But that brokenness out there, the, I always say to people, the karuas, the karuas, my human Afrikaans, is a harder black. Men is a harder black. 
Mensen kan zwaar in karoen. Ja, het is, is een harde plek en het is een warm plek. Het is zo so warm zoals hij kan worden, zo so koud kan hij worden. Maar ik really, really, het uh, uh, like I adopted these five presents. Het is like I've got so many sons and daughters. I can surely work in these five presents till the Lord comes back or comes to fetch me, but. There's so much work only in these five prisons. It's like I, I discovered a new baby, and I've been staying here for how many years? Uh, but I always need to go to the other prisons out there. And here in, because Oatswilling is known as the small Jerusalem. The small Jerusalem. And the Lord said, first start in Jerusalem. First start in Jerusalem. So... Yes, uh, uh, please pray with me. Uh, I need to, um, well, I did it in faith this morning. Morsin, I need new uh, discs in front. And uh, unfortunately, warranty is not there anymore. So I need uh, uh, a miracle today to, to, to get that uh, disc. But I know the Lord is going to come through for me because he always do, does. But because we need to get to these people. And uh, please pray, continue to pray regarding the radio station. Because when I shared it with them yesterday morning also, there is a big expectation for the radio station to be installed in these five prisons. I believe that's where it's going to start. Um, they are all very excited. I spoke to Dimitri also yesterday. I said to him, we are very close by installing these units in the prisons where we can use the radio to help them to renew their minds, to be transformed into the image of Jesus Christ, into the, uh, the godliness, the character of the Lord Jesus Christ, and to become to the fullness of the Christ man. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's like burning in my heart. I, I can't wait to sit um, around that fire with you, men's own guys, uh, uh, on that camp. Um, uh, somebody said to me yesterday, I can, I can see you just want to get away to just be spend time with the Lord and, and get some new fresh vision. I said, yes, that's, that's, that's what it is, just to, to spend time with him. So, yeah, and uh, uh, especially there by Yaku, he also contacted me yesterday. There's an official there by their prison there where he stays in Bergersdorp uh, asking for 50 course, a suit to Bibles. And I said to Yaku, tell him I'm coming. So uh, we will we'll bring the Bibles to them. So, um, yeah, it's, it's uh, this whole message this morning of brokenness and bearing fruit through the brokenness. That's where the fruit comes. The only thing that can tell you what does it cost him to make expensive oil is the olive himself because that's the only one that's getting crushed. But out of that crushing comes that beautiful oil. Out of the crushing of the grape, comes the wine or the fruit juice. You need to be crushed. And uh, yeah, so praise God for that. So, thank you, Freek. Man, thank you thank you for your ochtend. And uh, John, thank you for your mooi boodskap. Thank you very much for your nice message. Um, and uh, how accurate is it for what we what we need to do in our country at the moment? So, um, and, uh, to everybody listening in later, have a good day. Uh, Bless a day, and uh, thank you very much for for listening in and, and joining in. Thank you very much.
Thank you for listening to the Transformation Table, where we talk about God's business. God's business.